0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Nettie's Corner, a podcast about all things mental health and mental wellness. And for today's episode, we have an old friend of mine, Chanel Holcomb. Um, she is the esthetician at Beauteous New York City out of Westchester, New York. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Chanel before we get into the episode. Her passion for beauty and skincare matched with her background in sales, resulting in a blissful marriage when she pivoted from fashion to beauty. As a graduate from New York School of Estheticians, she was able to hone in on her skills of customer service while broadening her range of aesthetic services. As a new owner of Beauteous NYC, she enthusiastically treats clients with customized services that will be best enhance their beauty and achieve a desirable outcome. Now, I've known Chanel for years and I was really excited for her to be on the podcast, and for us to talk about skincare, because with all this time on our hands, I know so many people who are obsessed. (laughs) So many people who are obsessed with their skincare right now. We are doing the most, okay? Because we want to come out of this pandemic looking cute, glowy, healthy, beautiful, and also, taking care of your skin is a huge way to practice self-care, at least for me. So enjoy this episode, guys. Well, how about, Chanel, we start by you telling me what is an esthetician, what do they do, and how you kind of got started?
1: So an esthetician is basically someone who has gotten licensed by their state to practice skincare services. Mm -hmm. Um, So they range from facials, waxing, laser treatments, um, and body treatments as well. Some body sculpting treatments, anything of the sort. We're actually not... um, licensed medically but we're Mm -hmm. licensed by the state so a dermal dermatologist is a little bit more like of a higher grade so right yeah people come to see estheticians more routinely and they go to dermos for prescribed medications
0: got it thank you for making that difference because i think that people think that um an esthetician that it's cosmetic and it's a treat they don't see it as like going to like a dermatologist where you need to go because you have to do an extraction or you need to get a facial or you need to get right. something related to your skin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that it it does get the cosme- the cosmetic side a little bit more because everyone likes to do their eyelashes or get like waxing mm-hmm. and do things that enhance their appearance. But facials are very much like something that you need to do on a daily ba- like on a monthly basis. So. I never do that. Yeah. Why do you need to get I know. Pizza? I know. Because it's a, as they see it as a luxury. Okay. But it's, it's basically about maintenance. It's like going to the gym. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. And you do. You, so you see skincare in general, or what you do in general, as regular maintenance that you would do to take care of yourself and make sure that your skin has longevity and that you feel beautiful.
1: Exactly, it's more so about just making sure you feel and look your best because essentially your skin is the largest organ of the body. Mm-hmm. So just as you want to eat healthy, you want to work out, you want your skin to be right too. So exactly. yeah, it's something you need to take care of. Mm-hmm.
0: How did you kind of get into it? Because I know all of us, I know like I know literally every woman specifically, not so much men, but I know a lot of women are obsessed with their skin, aging, and pimples, like from the age of time, but um I think people like when I look at you, I'm almost thinking like she now has great skin. So why does she does she want us to just have great skin like her? Like how did she get into this?
1: <laughs> well for one, I always had problematic skin since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I got into beauty because I was working in fashion Mm -hmm. and I was still on the road to entrepreneurship and I still wanted to find a way where I was still connecting with clients or customers, Mm -hmm. but it was my own business. So essentially I wanted to do, open up a retail store. So yes. Well,
0: I'm glad that you mentioned the dry skin because I think that when, you know, when I think of dry skin, people think moisture, moisture, moisture. But what about water? Because we we kind of addressed it. I mean, people have talked about this a long time. Like, my skin is so clear because I drink water and mind my business.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is the slogan. That is definitely the slogan. But the thing is that people can have dry or dehydrated skin. Uh And water, yeah. And water um, definitely helps your skin, obviously. Mm -hmm. It helps remove all the toxins out of your body. Helps to get all of your... um, It helps to move all of your nutrients throughout, so it's very beneficial to your skin. Does it help to really alleviate some heavy issues you may be having? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe not to the extent that you want it to, but it does. Even if it's like on a smaller scale, you, I always endorse drinking water, even if you feel like you don't see a major difference, because I'm I'm sure there's a difference in your skin from somebody who drinks soda all day, and if they were to drink water. Every day for the next seven days, they would see a change in their their skin.
0: That makes sense because you can also tell when somebody like, I mean, this goes back to when you're a preteen and you go to the doctor. They tell you like fried food and chocolate,
1: anything that's not right, anything that's not healthy for your body, it's not healthy for your skin. Mm. That's why they also say like to scale away from dairy because it induces breakouts. It's just anything that's not healthy for you to consume is Mm -hmm. not healthy for your skin. Chanelle, are you a vegan? Um, No, I'm not. uh, You didn't know dairy. I was like, are you a vegan now? No, no, no. no. no, I I just don't. I'm not a crazy on dairy. I haven't been in forever. Dairy Um,
0: dairy gets a bad rap. Is it really bad for your skin?
1: Yeah. It's a lot of chemicals. Well, now especially because now they pump the milk with a lot of chemicals. Um, So it's just not healthy at all. At all. And when, it you, when you say dairy you resist.
0: mean like full fat milk yogurt cheese, cheese ice cream all that stuff yes yeah oh, all my favorites yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i mean it's like you can do everything within moderation you know right. no one's saying like don't indulge and have those things that you absolutely love but within reason don't go crazy
0: that's true but with the pandemic people are going pretty crazy like yeah do you think, and I mean you're working from home, and so you can't really like see people's like, you know you can't see as many clients as you want. do you feel like people are struggling more with their skin now than before, or do you think like it's you know in their head or they're focusing too much and obsessing too much
1: before the pandemic
0: now that they now with the pandemic
1: now with the pandemic, I think that um the pandemic has made a lot of people pay a little bit more attention to themselves also coupled with us now being a social media world. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with constantly seeing images of people being picture perfect and their Mm -hmm. skin being flawless. And then you looking in the mirror and you're like, Oh my God, what am I doing wrong? Why don't I, why don't I look like this? Um, I just think that it's a lot of like, it's just the constant imagery that we're seeing of flawlessness that is kind of unrealistic. I mean, Granted, yes, everybody can have better skin, but being, it being perfect all the time is unrealistic. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, you're absolutely
0: right. I mean, that goes to um, your skin as a woman is going to change when you're in your period, when you're ovulating, your hormones, yeah. a, a yeah. lot of things. Yeah. And I, I don't fun. think people really think about this, but don't, um, gene, uh, like, genetics take play a big part in skincare. People will think Absolutely. Like, this person's skin is so beautiful. Like Jaquel, her skin is gorgeous. She yeah. washes her face with like water. She does like barely anything. And I'm like, how? But I know it's genetics.
1: <laughs> yes, it is, it is. And that's the other thing. Like a lot of people's skin conditions are genetic and they're like, I have the worst skin. But if you talk to your father or grandfather and you ask them how was their skin, it's they'll likely have the same issues that you've had or, or experienced them before. So yes, a lot of the issues that people experience with their skin is genetic. And it's just important to know like what your mother went through, what your sister went through, like whomever mm-hmm. else, just so you have a better idea on how to combat your issue.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, that definitely does make sense. Because in my family, my mom has good skin and they're all fine. But then my dad... All my cousins and my aunts have, like, these huge, like, a lot of hyperpigmentation, a lot of scarring, like, their cheeks and their, like, forehead, like, the T-zone. Mm. And growing up, we, you know, I would always notice that and notice that my uncles had, like, these deep, 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 like, scars and stuff. And at first I thought, like, oh, they got into a lot of fights
1: yeah and And it it was was like
0: no that's a bad skin i don't know what the
1: skin that's acne yeah it was it was probably acne yeah that didn't literally like holes that's holes mm -hmm. that's it's old (laughs) it's older inflammation so if they're not treated well it's larger pores because obviously your family has like oily skin Mm -hmm. especially in their t-zone so if it's here on the face the um they're like pock marks or pick marks they call them Yeah, Yeah, yeah so essentially they should have gotten it taken care of but you know the older generation wasn't very as vain as we are. Puerto Rico they're not thinking about. (laughs) And that too because the sun if you're in the sun all day and you don't wear sunscreen or things of that nature it only amplifies any of the conditions that you have Mm
0: -hmm. so it doesn't
1: help you if you're not protecting yourself. So what about the
0: folks that are saying with the pandemic, thinking about pandemic, that we need to go outside because it's good for our skin? I know it's good for mental health to spend time outside, but is it not good to like be spending time outside like a couple minutes a day or try to sit out as much as you can? Or, you know, we're fine if we were like sunscreen.
1: You are absolutely, you should absolutely go outside and spend some time in the sun, but you have to make sure you wear some sunscreen okay. because it's important. I, I I wear sunscreen every day, even if I'm at home, because the rays are. pretty you said even you, like, you're at home. Yeah. Oh because God. if you have your um, if you have your windows open and you like like me, I like a lot of sunlight. I like natural light. I, the, the rays from the sun will definitely penetrate through the windows, the clouds, even when on a cloudy day, even Dang. all the time, every single day I wear sunscreen. And also it's beneficial because that helps to reduce the hyperpigmentation and scarring that you're having. If you have any breakouts or anything that's happening and you're staying in the sun and you're like, just having a good all time, you have no sunscreen on, it only makes the melatonin like deeper. So it's important to wear sunscreen all the time, every day. Dang. I know so many people who don't wear sunscreen at yeah. all. I, and I, me too. Everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I'm like, you have to wear it. Like, you have to. It's, pre- it's protecting our skin.
0: I, I do agree. I, I've always thought, okay, well, you know, obviously wear sunscreen on your body when you go outside is what I thought. But when somebody told me one time that I had to wear sunscreen in the winter and yeah. indoors, I was like, yeah. what? So, I it's
1: thought it was doing well, but clearly I need to get more sunscreen. Yes, it's true. And it's good. It, there's a lot, a lot of sunscreen products now on the market. It's not like before where you just had like one or two and then it will all leave a white cast on you. Right. You can now have some um, sunscreens that are just formatted for your face for everyday wear. For um, darker melanin people, it's it's a, an array of products that are at our beck and hold. So, you should. Or everyone should look into that.
0: I know a lot of my friends who are black and are darkened skin tone, and they said, "Oh well, I don't need sunscreen because I'm not gonna sunburn." What are you Me saying too. to your clients who have that same kind of perspective?
1: Um, that's fine if you don't sunburn, but there's two types of rays that happen. So there's um, UVA rays, which are the aging rays, and those are the one that. Um, They can scar your skin with hyperpigmentation. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't get the UVB, the UVB rays are the ones that cause um, the um, sunburns Mm -hmm. and the ones that tan us, obviously. So the UVA rays are present all the time. And those are the ones that can do the hyperpigmentation damage. Mm -hmm. And it's important that you just, you know, protect yourself from it, even if you are of a darker skin tone. Mm -hmm. Everyone can do it. Yes. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. No. I. I told, I totally get it, and I think that um, they have that perspective not just about their skin, but about their bodies in general, like all from along when they're tanning and yeah, things like that.
1: Yeah. And, and but I was gonna also say that it's generational the the lack of sunscreen usage within like darker.
0: Skin
1: oh, people yes,
0: it's, it's, guys, like if they
1: well, their parents used it. our parents never wore sunscreen, they put on olive oil mm-hmm. and they lay out, and oh, yes, yeah yeah so it's it's not like that's inherited beliefs, but now it's like it's it's known there has been research' it's scientifically proven that those things do occur like in It's important to protect ourselves because um, the sun is, the rays are so much stronger now. So we have to be very careful, all of us, not just one collective group, everyone.
0: Everyone. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, What you mentioned before that I wanted you to break down a bit because I don't think everybody knows what hyperpigmentation is. What is that? Yeah
1: hyperpigmentation is scarring or darkening or lightening because there's hypo too hypo is a lightening of the skin tone um it usually occurs like after if you had like a blemish or if you've had um if you've been in the sun too long and it's it's a dark spot on your face that comes up and it's pretty it's pretty stubborn to get off of your face it takes It takes some, it takes product, it takes manual exfoliation to reduce. Um, And so it's important that, again, wearing sunscreen Mm -hmm. will help to alleviate that issue that you don't get hyperpigmentation as frequently um, as you would without it.
0: Yeah, no, I can, I have hyperpigmentation and it's tough because I think people think lightening creams. Are supposed to help or like things that are supposed to help with dark spots which i i mean i drink the juice too i get all that stuff but a scar that you've had for so long is not gonna go away in a month from a product that you use so i've had the same forehead scars from when i was like 15. now you can barely see them it depends on the light but they're still there so hyperpigmentation lasts like i'm 30 those are from when i was 15.
1: Right. I mean, and there's also other things that you can do to try and alleviate them, such okay. as like getting a chemical fee- appeal. Um, microneedling helps with that as well. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's a series of treatments that can help like lighten the scarring and even out your t- skin tone. But you do have to like see a facialist or esthetician. And you know they do have lighteners them, but people stray away from that. Nobody really wants to like use a hydroquinone at this time because it makes your skin a little bit more sensitive, especially to the sun, which is like a con- like a contraindication. I, to- I did hear about that. Yeah. 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 But yeah. chemical
0: peels sound so scary. I heard that like a whole layer of your skin comes off.
1: <laughs> they have different <laughs> variations of chemical peels, so I. Um, if I have anyone that has like s- super sensitive skin that comes in, I use a, uh, my lactoberry acid peel. It's very light. People very rarely peel, but you're still getting kind of the same effect. It's not as strong as a gestner, which is heavy on the acids, but you definitely get some of the cellular turnover, which is needed to, uh, to get rid of the di- dark spots and the textured skin and things of that sort. Mm,
0: No, I've never gotten a peel. So what would a peel for someone who's never gotten it? What would that do for my skin?
1: That's going to, for one, it's going to lighten. Well, not lighten. It's going to accelerate cellular turnover in your skin. So basically a chemical peel is when you put acids on the skin to kill the dead skin cells and you get a fresh new layer of skin. Um, But for someone like you, it doesn't hurt. It, you do feel a tingling sensation when it's applied, mm-hmm. and it's it'll it'll be like a little tingle, maybe slightly feeling like a burn, but it's nothing nothing that you couldn't handle. Everyone gets okay. them; they're very easy to to live through. They're not scary at all. Okay. you don't always oh, you don't have to do the one like Samantha did in Sex in the City, where she had to wear a hat for like five days and her skin oh, was, red. Her was bad red, right? I'm it
0: not feel that be. like that blood vampire thing that kim kardashian got
1: that's a micro needling vampire facial yeah so they use prp um and then they use it and a micro needle is basically a it could be like 7 16 micro needles in a needle in a pen and they just needle your face and they inject the serum or the prp into the face to stimulate collagen so that's an awesome awesome service that i love it's like one of my favorites is that in your video when
0: you were doing your sister's facial was that the thing that you were putting across her face that looked like a circle and it was like that was
1: microdermabrasion so that was exfoliation yeah Mm -hmm. so that was just taking off the dead skin cells but it was with a diamond tip so it doesn't do anything as evasive but the microneedling you definitely see a change in your skin you get tightening your pores get smaller. The hyperpigmentation starts to fade it's it's a wonderful treatment i love
0: it i clearly need to get a facial because i'm like all these terms because i get a i get waxed at um european wax center and Good. they do facials and they have all these services and i'm like this all looks way like i just want to wash my face wash my face extract some things exfoliate moisturize
1: I didn't know they do facials. but You got me on that one. That's amazing. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah the yeah the one that I went to. Yeah, European.
0: Yeah, European Wax Center. They do facials, and the lady was like, "You have great skin, but you would rec- you would um you would benefit from a chemical peel." I'm like, "Excuse me."
1: <laughs> yeah. You, I'm sure. If, I told you that's what I was gonna do to you when you were gonna come to me. Oh, yeah! I
0: can't wait now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But None of this stuff hurts because people are scared of getting facials because they think it's hurt. It hurts, or they're scared of the price.
1: Right. So you have to do things within reason. If you mm-hmm. can, like, treat yourself to a dinner out for a hundred bucks, you can treat yourself to a facial for a hundred bucks um and you can even find uh estheticians that doing that are doing things for like a special rate if you're a first-time client Mm -hmm. and things of that nature but essentially if your esthetician is personable and understands your comfort level then they will never put you in a position where you would feel like you're at risk of being hurt (laughs) or scared of any of the sort yeah um facials shouldn't hurt extractions can be a little bit uncomfortable if your skin is a bit congested but again it's nothing that you cannot live through it's okay. very temporary yeah
0: yeah I tried to extract I'm learning a lot of I'm learning a lot about skincare girl you'd be very proud of me but I've made some mistakes so I didn't know that you had to extract when your face was you know, your pores were open and you had to steam yes so I tried to get my boyfriend a facial and he had, he, his face was dry. I'm I tried done. to extract the blackheads from his nose with that little tool. He was, I, I, um, I broke skin, he was bleeding. And he was like, what the fuck? I'm not doing this anymore. I never want a facial. And I was like, oh no, what did I do? Why is it bleeding? And then I looked on YouTube, and I realized oh my
1: why. Gosh. So you you
0: imagine, I'm extracting on a dry nose.
1: Did you even wash his face first? I did. You did, and then you let it dry completely? Or you, like, wa- wiped his face dry? Yeah, wiped it, yeah, he wiped his face dry. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But okay. now I have a facial steamer, and
0: I know what I need to do. So why yes. do your pores need to be open i mean to me it makes sense but why does your what do you mean to like steam before you do any like at home facial stuff
1: because for any extractions that happen the pores you essentially if you there's anything steven production blackheads that you want to get out you want the skin to be easily accessible and not to fight against it so once mm-hmm. the pores close it's a little bit harder to get any of that out but if they're open it's an easy deal so um yeah, at home, ex- at home extractions, I'm always a little funny about because that's when people cause injury to their skin. My own gold Yeah, the scarring. The <laughs> hyper- <laughs> all that's from like everybody like digging in their face the inappropriate way. So I always suggest like someone just waits until they see an esthetician. Like you can yeah. use an exfoliant and, you know, take it and do it times a week, but I would definitely. Really um scale back from the manual extractions because you can do some damage could <laughs> do some damage there as you, you can, can as you learned yeah you
0: could definitely do some damage and if you don't do your research you could really get yourself sick because i remember i was sitting uh, with the steamer in front of my face and i was like my face feels like it's on fire and i'm gonna like faint
1: that's
0: how close you're I was too. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. So one thing that somebody told me to do was that if I'm gonna do skincare, like exfoliate, not not extract, but like in the shower, your pores open, and that's a good time to like moisturize and do some skincare. Is that true?
1: To moisturize?
0: Oh I you're mean, not moisturize, sorry, cleanse, sorry, cleanse. To cleanse,
1: absolutely. I, to cleanse, absolutely. I always cleanse in the shower. I mean, um Always because that's what you should always do every time you're in the showers. is wash your face with a cleanser. No, specified people wash their
0: face and people cleanse. You know, I know.
1: Yeah. I know. And it needs to be a specified cleanser, a facial cleanser. I know a lot of people are like into using their body soap on their face, but those soaps usually have a lot of drying agents in them that are mm-hmm. ripping your skin's mantle and making it so dry. And right. essentially that's not what you want. So no. yeah, just get a get a cleanser at a, at your price range that's designated for your skin condition, and just you know have a good time in the shower.
0: Good, it's good go to do
1: a double cleanse, um, specifically for women who do makeup a lot. So you can mm-hmm. like wash your face with like an oil cleanser, or if you have like a specified a um, makeup remover you can use that and then the second cleanse you can go to town with your cleanser and just making sure all of the residue is gone and then go ahead into the next step of your treatment oh so double
0: cleansing would only be for someone who's worn makeup that day
1: no you can double oh. cleanse all the time okay that's always- not too much no if you're using the appropriate cleanser, because if you're using the appropriate cleanser, you're not stripping any oils or you're not doing anything to disrupt your skin's pH level to that extent, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's only about like a minute. So that's not going to, not going to make true. a Mm-hmm.
0: The reason I asked if it's too much is because I looked up, again, too much time on my hands. I looked up the Korean skincare I
1: method. It. Yeah, I can't. I, <laughs> I, I used to That's have a lot, lot of time. clients. No. Huh? That's a lot
0: of steps. It's like 10 steps.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of clients that used to come to me that do that. Um, That's a lot. It's a lot. And it works for some and it doesn't work for others. I'm not either against it or for it. I'm in between. If, if, if it works for you, then that's great. But double cleansing is always something that I do personally, anyway. Okay. So, morning
0: yeah. and evening,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like morning routine and evening, you know, routine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in the
1: morning, if if you've done a good cleansing at night, in the morning, like, let's say you're just running out, I'm not saying, like, you have to stand there and sludge your face and then do it again. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just at least once a day, get it, get a good double cleansing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I
0: have noticed, because um, I'm at home, well, all of us are at home right now, that doing my skincare drastically helps my mental health. Because, yeah. oh, go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: No, you finish, sorry.
0: I think before, you know, I'm I'm the kind of person that my routine is the only thing that keeps me sane. So I would do my skincare at my vanity. I would like meditate, do all this stuff, head out. But now I don't have to head out. And I was, I was rolling out of bed and not washing my face. Like not, I'll be wet washing it, but not washing it. I wasn't sitting in my vanity. I wasn't like getting ready for the day. And I'm like, my skin looks like, is struggling you could tell like my skin mm-hmm. didn't love it felt mm-hmm. like dry and just like gross and then I've been seeing now major improvements because I'm taking the time to do that and it's huge
1: it is and it's as with anything anything that you take time to, to nurture or care you'll see a difference in mm-hmm. so yeah it's important that people just kind of you don't want to look dry or dull and things like that you just need to pay attention to your skin and like how you treat it So if you're not going to wash it the appropriate way You're not going to use the appropriate products that you need for your skin type Then you're not going to see the results that you want to see. It's just as simple as that. Yeah
0: No, you're absolutely right. Just just like you were talking about extractions and double cleansing. I think a lot of people also are in a rush when they're thinking about their skin and they will like pop pimples and do things inappropriately I mean, you can't really show the people, but can you tell us, how do you pop a pimple without fucking up
1: your face? So you you want to try and use the base of your fingers um, and not your nails, so it's not digging into your skin. Oh. First and foremost, you always want to do it when your hands are super clean and your face is also super clean, okay. um, because you don't want to open up that pore, and then your skin is like oily from the day and then all the dirt gets into that open now that open lesion so you just want to make sure your skin is dry and your skin is clean and your, your hands are clean and then you do it but you should always apply pressure at the base around and then push in but mm-hmm. yeah it's o- always at the bottom or yeah always at the bottom like the soft
0: part of your hands not your nails no
1: no just the base. And just and my sister would bit. take
0: a towel could you do that or is that too much or like a shirt
1: i would never do that yeah. i don't know that's too yeah it's too so, abrasive she would
0: town on my nose she would take a shirt and go to town on my nose when i was like a teen
1: yeah that's probably because she wants to collect like all the the sebum that was coming out but oh. it's too abrasive for the skin especially mm. if your face is not open <laughs> if your skin is not open pores aren't open Yeah, Yeah, it
0: wasn't open. This would be like right after school. I still have my school uniform on.
1: Yeah, no. No, I have
0: the bad habit of like seeing my skin in the mirror when I'm driving, and I'm like, oh, this is a great time to pop my pimple while I'm at the red light. Like I know And
1: that's that's you cannot do that. You have to keep your hands away from your face, especially while you're outside, especially during this pandemic. Especially if you can't touch
0: your face. Advice do you give to people who just cannot stop touching their face?
1: you have to stop. You have to make a conscious effort to know that every time you touch your face, you're you're risking a new scar, mm. hyperpigmentation of something that you won't, maybe you won't be able to get rid of as soon as you like to. Eventually you will, right. but it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it in the long haul. And you just have to like make a mental note to not do it. And I know it happens, um, subconsciously and people don't usually pay attention but that's when every time it goes like above your neck you're like you need to make a some a, a signal to yourself or something to remind you like okay i'm doing i'm touching my face and i don't need to
0: yeah especially I not mean, just now because the pandemic did not touch your uh, face but. yeah yeah
1: yeah I just uh, a lot. I yeah. Well. yeah it's just a habit but you have to break it
0: yeah no you're absolutely right there's a lot of bad skin habits and i actually actually, when i had told people that you were going to be on the podcast they had lots of questions and
1: okay
0: i definitely want to get to them okay these are going to be these are juicy okay (laughs) (laughs) um since we're all kind of the subject of like pimples and stuff someone wanted to know how do they minimize their pores
1: so if someone has large pores this is like a a good thing to remember that you cannot change the size of your pores Mm. you can make them appear to be smaller by what you use on your face um and the tech like any services you may get but there's no active way to make your pores actually smaller um but you can definitely get like the, again the appropriate cleanser for your skin type so if you have oily skin which people with larger pores tend to have they can get themselves like a foaming cleanser or a cleanser that has salicylic acid benzoyl peroxide maybe even sulfur to help them combat the oiliness so it doesn't like appear as large as as they are um, then you can also get microdermabrasion done like oh. i like i said micro needling even chemical peels help that so there's other things that they can do they can also use a retinol and and any AHAs or BHAs it's also always important to get a professional um advice or opinion on what you should do
0: i get a lot of my information from the interwebs so no yeah (laughs) (laughs) when people first look at you they look at your face hopefully and if facial hair is a problem then yeah get laser because i've I've never yeah. thought about getting laser but i think if i was a woman that had like a five o'clock shadow i've seen women that have like like literally they have a beard and they just can't help yeah. it it's genetic maybe they have a skin okay. condition
1: pcos it's a lot because yeah. PCOS. yeah and then yeah so laser with if they have pcos laser would only help to maintain the hair and change the texture of the hair it wouldn't and wouldn't combat it it wouldn't get rid of it completely it would only help to make sure that your hair isn't as thick um it doesn't grow in as as frequently it wouldn't get rid of it permanently because that's a more of a hormonal issue yes Mm -hmm. yes
0: speaking of hormones a lot of people had questions about birth control um and hormone acne and you're not to put you on the spot, Chanel, because you are not a doctor, but yeah. <laughs> acting—like, what is up with that?
1: It's rough because um, obviously it's something that you really can't get rid of all the whole all of it. Um, you can't get rid of it all the way, but it's something that you can like maintain because you can just try to m- make sure that it's at bay. So you can get mm-hmm. facials monthly. I know I used to have a client that who had a teenager. She used to come for me to get facials, and it, okay. it used to really help um, decline the amount of breakouts she had, and we were able to like keep it a little bit under control. Whereas if you know if you just are dealing with it and you get your proactive and you're not essentially like really cleansing the skin, there's no true blue ex- extractions happening then it's more likely to lead to the hyperpigmentation and then more inflammation and all of that. So I think it's just more so about just making sure they have an esthetician on hand who can help them maintain their breakouts mm-hmm. um, because they, it will help. It won't get rid of it, but it will help. Um, so that's very important. It's unfortunate that we can't really radi- like get eradicate the hormonal mm-hmm. acne completely, but, again it hopefully once the hormones get under control it's okay
0: yeah correct because i i think i had um violet santana from my wellness solutions and we were talking about hormone acne and it's just like it's an inside thing like you get all the topical stuff but yeah. it's really like what's going on because you know when internally. you're internally mm-hmm. when you're a teenager hormones look different than when you're 30 hormones look yeah. different than when you're 50 yeah. Um and the common question it was like birth control and does it treat hormones, but I really feel
1: like it depends on the person. And the it does birth. depend on the person. It does and it depends on how your body reacts to that specified birth control that you're on. Right. And if it's not working for you and it's giving you adverse um consequences or reactions, then you may want to like look into another method of birth control.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Especially if you're like
1: feel uncomfortable and like you you know, it's giving you a host of other issues then it's it may not be worth it.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Um a lot of folks have questions about like dark marks and scarring. And I think mm-hmm. you we addressed right the scarring and the dark marks.
1: hmm
0: What about the under-eye darkness?
1: The under-eye darkness is very funny. So people have under-eye darkness depending on like what they're combating. Some people have it because they literally have no lack of sleep. Um, sleep lack of circulation okay, uh dryness it. yeah dehydration It so it just really depends on like what you are dealing with and that's why it's kind of important for you to see someone um who can like better assist with giving you the proper solution for it um you can do cold compresses at, in the morning before you go to work or you're, you're heading out for the day cold tea bags um Gold and gold, excuse me, green or black tea bags, or you can get yourself a good eye cream. When we're also on to it. say,
0: our eye cream is necessary because I put on eye cream every night, and I'm like, we're still here, sis. The bags, we're here. No, but I'm
1: sure I, it depends on what type of eye cream you're using, and it may not work for you. But you would also want to have an eye cream that is really targeting the issues that you have. Okay. So like, for me, it's always puffiness. Like I always have puffy eyes. So I try to get, I I use it by, by eye under eye cream. And for me, it works. I mean, despite when I have allergies, but other than that, like it helps, it brightens my under eye. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah. And it, it makes it feel moisturized and it, it is moisturizing. So it's just all about getting the proper products for your skin condition.
0: And I think, I love that you keep having the same kind of underlying message that you need to consult with a doctor or with a professional because your skin condition could be an underlying, you know, whatever is going on in your skin could be in your food, could be your diet, could be your lifestyle,
1: could be, this, could be that. And it's so it different. So It's so many variations of what it could be, which is why it's really hard to give like a one broad answer I know. because it doesn't fit everyone else's.
0: Um, I had a lot of questions about blackheads and I feel like we addressed the blackheads on the nose, right?
1: Yeah, and, and, exp- and it's important to get like a good exfoliant. So if people mm. wanna like exfoliate their skin or they wanna do like the oil cleansing helps release a lot of oil plugs. So you can get a good oil cleanser and rub that on your face. And if there's anything, oil attracts oil. So the oil plugs will literally come out. But what
0: and if you, you
1: have oily it? skin? You can have an oil cleanser? So I'm not for that, but if you have oh. black on your nose, you can definitely do that.
0: Um, okay.
1: Yeah. Just, just to get them out. Just so you're not in the mirror going ham with your fingers and nails and getting them out. Mm-hmm. That's just my only al- alternative besides an exfoliant that will help to get the cellular, um, the skin cellular, cellular going. So it's just a matter of just making sure your skin is always exfoliated at least twice a week
0: i was gonna say how often do you exfoliate your skin um you said twice a week which is awesome what is that um scrub that we used to always use when we were kids that apricot scrub, apricot scrub. I yeah i
1: know it's so funny I just, for us because yeah and now they changed up. the formula they changed the formula my friends showed it to me and the granules used to be so big that it was causing micro injuries to the skin and so not really helping people um, and now it's the grains are way smaller, so I'm still not condoning it by any means, but I know people are gonna use what they want to use um so
0: that's you know what, after a long day that apricot scrub feels so freaking good on your face that's
1: what my friend told me as well they were like it feels so good like it feels like i just got a facial and i'm like it's not it's <laughs> it's not <laughs> you can but, have
0: a gentle exfoliant correct for your yes
1: home? you can have a gentle exfoliant um dermalactica makes a great one micro exfoliant it's really good i used to use it um when i was actually in school so there's other exfoliants that are very effective and and not damaging to the skin that people should look into i Um, I, yeah so i think
0: people think the rougher the better which is like yeah and that's
1: that's the thing it's not it's not it's all just like like with the clarisonic like everybody loves the clarisonic which is great but let's say you have yeah let's say you have a breakout on your face and you use it you don't clean it properly and you go back to use it again the bacteria is all over your face so it's like it defeats the purpose. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's one of those things. I've always just, yeah, I always thought like, I just cleaning it, like cleaning it with my hands because you can get all the areas. I didn't think the Clarisonic could do that, but yeah. people still like it.
1: Yeah, I know. People love it.
0: They love
1: it. they love a good tool. They like a good tool yeah. to use. Oh they, my there. God. And if, it makes you feel like you're really doing something. From, and if it's
0: expensive Oh, oh man. They're like, oh this is totally
1: work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. you <laughs> like, told all of us cuz you've been mentioning brands that are pretty afford- affordable. Like um it cosmetics. I think you you mentioned the original. I think it's called the original. That you can get at Sephora. Uh-huh. You original,
1: mentioned, you Adam, mentioned
0: Dermalogic? uh,
1: Dermalogica?
0: Dermalogica. Dermalogica. Those my are affordable. But say if you were like you guys should get like something crazy, people would get it. Yeah. Because they're just like, well, her skin looks great. And she told me to get it.
1: <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. I don't want... And if one one product does not fit home. So if I'm going to suggest something that's pricey, I'm, I'm going to want to see that person's skin and make sure that what I'm suggesting to them is going to be worth their money. I'm not the type that's just going to be like, get this or get that. But um, a cleanser that I do like to use... Is Tata Harper Regenerating Cleanser, and that's another one that I like to exfoliate with.
0: Okay, I
1: actually was gifted that from one of my best friends who used to work for Tata Harper, but mm-hmm. it's so good. Oh my god, it's it's a good cleanser. It's it's amazing. But yeah, it's
0: about
1: Mario Badescu. That line, M- Mario Badescu. I my. I have a lot of people that use them and he's very his products tend to be more on a gentler side mm-hmm. um, they are and they're, they're like
0: natural I think
1: they're yeah and they're very good for people who have um drier skin types mm-hmm. um I don't have I know some people that use him and like love his products I don't personally use Mario Badescu um but yeah, that's just my take. I, I I haven't had any qualms with it. I've used it on other people and they haven't had any adverse reactions.
0: But it's like a so, gentler product line.
1: Yeah. Okay. And it's standard, like it's it's consistent. People, you know, usually get what they they're looking to get from his line.
0: The reason I mentioned this, because it, it seems like a more like affordable way to start because he does a great I don't want to say, he's on the affordable side, he's on the natural side. And the thing that I liked about him is that he'll do, you could fill out like a skin test online and they send you all these samples of things that might be good for your skin.
1: No, that's great, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: so I have like, I don't know, like three months worth of samples, eye creams, exfoliant, I have like an acne acne serum, um, all these gels and a mask and all that stuff.
1: Oh, okay, Mario.
0: Speaking of masking, I'm obsessed with masks. So right before our talk, because I wanted to make sure my skin was popping before we
1: spoke,
0: (laughs) I did a a pink clay mask. Um,
1: a pink clay.
0: Yeah, this it's just because I had it. Um, (laughs) What was the pink? Huh?
1: What was the pink from?
0: It it was just the color.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, I was just trying oh, to figure was, out like what was, like what ingredient was made it great pink.
0: Oh, it's grapefruit.
1: Oh, okay. See, okay, that's good. To yes. Me.
0: Oh, I felt. See, I I knew you were gonna drag me, so go ahead. No, no,
1: no, that's fine. I just wanted to know why it was pink. I had to. Oh,
0: nice. I'll send you the I'll send you the packet that I use after, but masking. Yeah. A lot of people are doing like I'm doing a clay mask, and then I'm gonna do a moisture mask, and then I'm gonna do mask every week,
1: and I have to do a mask every night, and then I do an overnight mask. That's a lot. It is a lot, and I think we need to cool it, especially if, like, your skin is either sensitive or prone to, or reactive. Mm -hmm. You have to give your skin some time to actually see if something's working, because if you keep doing um, a new treatment on top of a new treatment on top of a new treatment, you don't necessarily know what your, like, what's causing your skin to react the way it is if it is indeed reacting and also you just want to allow your skin some time to actually like absorb the products have and get the benefits from whatever whatever treatment you are doing on yourself um so it's essential to space time in between your treatments even if at home okay very important very important so try
0: something out for a few well yeah that makes sense So, like, and if you more. want to
1: mask like do a mask two times a week at most like you don't need to mask every night that's not something you need to do especially if you're using the right appropriate products again but you don't have to mask every night a mask is a luxury and that's something nice and you can like wind down the day but doing it every day can be quite excessive if it's not like a calming and restorative mask. If it's anything that's, like, drying, anything like that, it's too abrasive.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of the masks that I end up getting are, like, the really rough, like, charcoal or clay mask, and they they dry me out OD, and then I have yeah. to, like, oil my face afterwards.
1: See, no. <laughs> you're stripping your skin. Yeah. Uh, you have to do a moisture that.
0: mask. Yeah, you have, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: why you have to do a moisture mask, because you're stripping your skin. Yeah, no, you have to give yourself... Like, if you want to do a bentonite or a clay mask, do that once a week. And then, like, the next week, you can do, like, a moisture mask or something that's a little bit of hydrating, a hydrating mask.
0: But is there such a thing as detoxing? Because I think people think that when they're putting on a mask, they're detoxing their skin. They're, like, deep cleaning it. Is that true? Or could that be the case?
1: Um, When you put a mask on your face, essentially your pores are open. So whatever um properties are in that mask are penetrating your skin or going down into your skin. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a detox unless it's like a cleansing mask. Okay. But um yeah, I don't yeah, I wouldn't say it's a detox. I would just say it's something to like seal the treatment. Cause that essentially you go on for a facial that's like one of the last things that's done before you, you know, off for the day. Okay. So it's not something that you don't know, you don't and your treatment cleansing. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. No, that makes sense. Before we go down, because we went down a masking rabbit hole, sorry. <laughs> um, nighttime routines for people with dry skin. I had uh someone on Instagram ask me that, which is very specific. What would you recommend for someone with dry okay. skin for a nighttime routine? Oh well,
1: that's the thing, right? Because sometimes people have dry skin or they have dehydrated skin. Correct. Um so doesn't it's very important for them to, like, know exactly what it is that they have. Um, essentially, someone with dry skin, dehydrated skin, always wants to use a gentle cleanser, whether it's creamy or it's labeled as gentle, nothing foaming, because then it'll strip the skin even more. Um, it has drying properties and foaming cleansers. So after that, you can use a rose water toner. Because it has, it cleanses the skin, but it doesn't have anything that will also strip the skin, again, because their skin is on the drier side. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to strip the skin's pH levels. You want to kind of, like, get them back to being balanced after their cleanse. If they have an eye cream, they would want to put it on. If they have any serums, like vitamin C, hyaluronic, that's what they should be using um, just to help and and. Just to help increase their uh, moisture levels, and then they can put on a their nighttime moisturizer, or even excuse me, back to the serums. They can even use your, their retinol if they have that as well. But um, then they want to use their nighttime moisturizer, and if they're into like the Korean seven step, they can also use their oil to seal it. But that's that's based on what their preference is. Okay, the moisturizer is fine to seal it. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think people people are very stuck on this Korean skincare thing. Um, I know. It's, yeah, it's wild. I think people think if I do the most, I'll get the most results. But what happens to less is more.
1: I know. And then also, like, when they the korean um seven step came out i saw a lot of like korean products so like the my clients would bring in the products they were using to me and i wouldn't know what's in them and that's always essential for me to like at least know what's going in your skin so i don't know if it works for you if you like it i love it so
0: but there's a lot of people that we me included when we get stuff i feel like. I'm looking at the labels of this this my skincare and I don't know what's in it. Like I don't understand because it looks like all chemicals or it's stuff that it I can't tell.
1: Yeah. And I and, <laughs> 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 and I know and sometimes a lot of the ingredients are um they're derived from vitamins. So it's just about like being aware of that or, or talking to someone who knows because sometimes and even in so far they're not like as knowledgeable of like ingredient lists and things of that nature mm-hmm. so even if you just like wanted before you buy a product you look at the ingredients and you just google to see what they have in it it'll give you um it'll give you an explanation retinol comes from vitamin a lactic acid is milk you know like metallic acid is apricots or apples or something like that i can't remember which one at the moment but it's just like all those things are derived from fruits and like okay. natural products. So, yeah, it's just important for people to pay attention to that. And if they're not sure, just take time before buying a product. Like, don't be in a rush to commit to a product.
0: Right. And don't
1: just don't just buy
0: something because somebody told you to or like that you that's a blogger or an influencer.
1: Like. An influencer. Yeah. I, yeah. Everybody's on that type of time. I like to see things as soon as somebody comes up with <laughs> thing, I'm looking at the ingredient list and I'm like, I can't. What is in this? Like, what, what is this? Because if it's I, a bunch of fluff, then it's a bunch of fluff and I'm not going to spend my money on it.
0: Yeah, I
1: definitely drink the juice.
0: <laughs> everyone does I know. Everyone it's hard does. not to because yeah. yeah 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 there was a really important question about how to soothe skin after prolonged use of facial covering
1: yeah that one was very it made me sad because of the times that we're living in like we're wearing masks like that and i actually was like with her friend and her face was starting to get super inflamed because the mask was rubbing um but again it goes back to like your product care and like for her i would suggest like her gentle cleanser and a soothing mask like either oatmeal or um i have this other uh, hyaluronic mask that i i love to use i mm-hmm. can't remember the name of it but it's you have to get things like that that will calm down and alleviate the skin also one of the masks that i use in the suite um from Estee mass is called intensive aftercare and that one helps to soothe the skin so well has lavender in it so it's just like comes everything down so it's all about like coming going home making sure you're cleansing your skin and then putting a soothing a soothing mask on right after
0: oh love that no. keratosis
1: pilaris. <laughs> so that is when um it's like rough patches form um, i i tech i typically see them on the back of people's arms and there's a bunch of like tiny little bumps they look like acne but they're just small oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, i a lot know yeah. people who have that yeah yeah so it's a buildup up of the keratin that's the hair follicles um wow. and it's a yeah so and they don't usually cause discomfort from people they're just like unsightly like they don't like to people don't like them to be seen mm-hmm. I I don't take, I don't deal with that I don't have that issue but my, I have my aunt who does and I suggested for her to get this first aid beauty I love them oh, um yeah. I suggested that she get their body scrub. And it was uh, I think she's like, I haven't actually checked back in with her, but I heard it works very well. and it's called a body eraser, but I don't deal with that on a larger scale, so that was like my only one-time run-in, and hopefully that's something that that um listener can try out and see if it works for them as well.
0: Dang that does.
1: I do remember
0: like growing up and I had people it was usually somebody with like fair skin. And the yeah. back, the back of their and arm would be like on
1: the back like, of the arm, yeah. All these, like, and they can, can go other places like the buttocks. Like even some people have it on their thighs. So and now that like, I'm
0: actually feeling the back of my arm, there's some like closer to my. you like, I
1: think I have some.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like I used to have way more, so they must go away with time, cause I don't. Yeah,
1: know. they do. They do typically go away around like the age of 30.
0: Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. Mm oh oh my god Chanel people listen to this they're gonna go buy they're gonna go out and buy all these
1: products (laughs) (laughs) they go to an esthetician or their dog to talk to them about their skin conditions before they spend any of their hard-earned money on products that may or may not work I am not the girl that endorses anything that's not gonna work specifically for you and what you're dealing with. So it's very important that people like take the time out to like, talk to someone or see mm-hmm. an esthetician or their dermo and like make sure they're trying to combat what they think is wrong. Because, and they could be wrong.
0: So. They could be wrong and there's so many different skin issues, you really can't so diagnose many. yourself.
1: So many. Yeah. So and many. you're just
0: one, you're just one person, you know, like you said, yeah. you can't do a broad statement for everyone because you haven't seen them and you don't right. know their lifestyle. And yeah.
1: yeah, it's important stress, food, diet, lifestyle, all of that is imperative to your skin's health. So mm-hmm. everyone listening, just do your best at taking care of yourself. And like, I think your skin will be just fine. Get the right products that you need. Mm-hmm. And you develop your (laughs) regimen and you'll be all
0: good girls and guys. Oh, I love that. That's another way to end Chanel. Can you tell us a little bit about now beauteous and where you guys are at right now, what's going on and what should we be expecting from you?
1: So beauteous is located in Yonkers, New York, Rich Hill Mall specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, I had just opened up in March of this year. Um, We, are happy to announce that we'll be opening up very soon again within the next week Ooh. so or so okay. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if anyone has any questions or would like to reach me they can um Get on my Instagram page, is Beautious, which is B E A U T E O U S N Y C, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll be happy to like help you and assist you, give you like a virtual consult if you need. I am also adding more services to the to the service list, so stay tuned for that. I'm in the. I love that you're doing
0: virtual consults because you can still see people virtually, so that's great.
1: Yeah, I just and it's not even necessarily just because of um COVID but some people just don't have the time mm-hmm. so it's just you know it's necessary and people just want some like true blue advice and like I said sometimes going into Sephora's isn't cutting it so yeah
0: yeah well personally I've known you Chanel for years and I haven't gone to Beautyist yet well mostly because the pandemic started right yeah. when you right. opened, yeah. but yeah. I'm still waiting for my Chanel facial
1: yeah, I know. And you're coming to get one. You're I am coming to get one. Yeah. As soon as New York City opens up safely, you will be there. And for anyone who's interested in coming, don't worry. It's only one it's only by appointment. So you won't be around a host of other people. Um, I've already taken my barberside certificate. I love, I got it like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So I'm all geared and ready to go.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm excited and I'm really looking forward to seeing where Beautious takes you Chanel because you're really passionate about skincare and I know you're gonna do great things.
1: Thank you, my love. Thank you for having me and chatting with me.
0: Yes, this is so fun. Um, uh, I Honestly, if anyone wants to find out more about Beautious, I'm going to obviously tag all of Chanel's information. I should not put your personal Instagram.
1: You can, it's okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll add her
0: personal Instagram. And like always, if you want to listen to this episode and you liked what Chanel was saying or you have any further questions, don't hesitate to DM me, DM Chanel. Um, follow her on the Beautiest page as well. Um, you can listen to this episode and other episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, and as always, guys, stay well and take care.